1: To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss.
2: LMFM Sunday Sport. With thanks to the LMFM app. Download for free now and take us with you everywhere you go.
0: Welcome back to LMFM Sunday Sport David Sheen with you until 5 o'clock Now the right between Gary Lineker and the BBC Shows no signs of coming to an end It impacted on all of the BBC's football output Yesterday and will do so again Today it is expected But what implications will this have in the longer term For media organisations Particularly ones maybe closer to home Who might be reviewing their social media policies as we speak A little bit earlier on today I caught up with John Green Sports editor with the Sunday Independent Get his view on the whole situation so for anyone who hasn't been following this story just to give you a quick recap of what happened on the 7th of March, Gary Lineker, who of course is a face of March of the Day, responded to a video in which the British Home Secretary Suella Braverman unveiled plans to stop migrants crossing the Channel on small boats retweeting the video which was captioned, enough is enough we must stop the boats, Lineker wrote, good heavens, this is beyond awful he then followed up with, there is no huge influx, we take far fewer refugees than other major European countries, this is just an immeasurably cruel policy directed at the most vulnerable people in a language that is not dissimilar to that used by Germany in the 1930s and I'm out of order so somebody has obviously called him out on his original tweet a day later on the 8th of March the BBC said it considered Lineker's recent social media activity to be a breach of our guidelines adding that he should avoid taking sides on political issues the BBC has decided that he will step back from presenting Match of the Day they said until we've got an agreed and clear position on his use of social media following this other presenters also pulled out and of a slew of BBC radio and television shows forcing their cancellation and the airing of repeats and podcasts instead of the usual live coverage of the packed Saturday schedule which of course people would have seen yesterday there was no uh, football focus. there was no final score. Match of the day was a 20-minute highlights package without any commentary or any analysis whatsoever. So it's been a, a very peculiar few days, and it looks like today's uh, coverage on the BBC is going to be impacted similarly with uh, the WSL broadcast, a severely back, and Match of the Day 2 will, will follow a similar format to Match of the Day last night. So a lot going on. I'm delighted to say I'm joined in studio by on so, the Independent Sports Editor, John Green. John, there's so much to unpack in this and we probably don't have time to get through everything but can you believe how quickly this has escalated and how much of an impact it's had on the BBC's broadcasting over the last couple of days?
1: No, I think um, yesterday's events, which was basically a rolling mall of... Uh, well, it started on Friday night but gathered speed through yesterday morning and early afternoon a rolling mall of presenters, uh, pundits, commentators all withdrawing their services uh, from BBC's football coverage yesterday, uh, leading to hours and hours of radio and television uh, being uh, cancelled or severely curtailed. Um, I mean, it was an extraordinary show of solidarity. From We have to remember that a lot of people who withdrew their services yesterday, unlike Lineker, who earns well over a million pounds a year and is uh, one of the most... Uh, Famous, I think. I think he may be the highly pay- most highly paid presenter in the BBC. Correct, yeah, he, he is. He's certainly the, f- the face of BBC Sport, and um, but a-, a lot of the people who withdrew their services yesterday would be freelance operators who would rely on the on their weekly um, outings to whatever matches are, are on for their income. Mm. So this was a huge statement from them, and a, a major own goal. From, from the BBC, you'd have to say.
0: Yeah, because we were talking about it off air and even chatting to friends of mine about it. When this story broke, uh, as we said on 7th of March was the original tweet, which is five days ago now. Uh, initially, it seemed that the, I think the BBC put out a statement before that one where they said he was stepping back, where they sort of said they were just going to remind him of res- his responsibilities. And Lineker himself said, you know, I hope that this blows over and I'll look forward to presenting him actually today on Saturday. In the meantime, of course, that has changed and he didn't present it. But as you said there. The, the impact this has had surely nobody in the BBC could have expected this to happen, I don't think anyone could have expected this to happen, the domino effect that this has had on their broadcasting output it's incredible really I don't think we've ever seen, seen anything like it before
1: Yeah, it's like all sort of modern day controversies that you know, the, the 48 hour 72 hour controversies that have become part and parcel of, of the modern world there's layers upon layers here and and there's what's You know what's really going on here is is probably nothing to do with Gary Lineker and everything to do with the BBC's position in the world the world media landscape. I mean, it is one of the powerhouses of of world media. It has been engaged in an awful lot of soul searching over the last few years. Mm. It has been accused of. you know <laughs> Gary Lineker has been called out for impartiality which is the very thing that the BBC has been accused of over the last few years and the, the, the new director general made uh, impartiality a central plank of, of his reign mm. and it's backfired spectacularly here because impartiality is one thing I I don't necessarily subscribe to the view maybe that's because i mean, I've been mostly working in sport for the last 25 years but that a sports per- because he's a sports person it shouldn't matter what you know his views don't matter mm. let him let him work tweet away to his heart's content that 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 to me not, is not an argument he's, you know he's a reasonably intelligent uh, public figure with a voice he's entitled to dip his toes in the water what you want to say but I mean I mean the tweet was a little bit he didn't use the word nazi for starter no. which is kind of again things get reported and and it's kind of accepted that he he used it but the implications there 1930s Gen- germany and you know when you're engaged in an argument you know you you get into an argument in the pub with someone and if in after 30 seconds, they're throwing Nazi Germany at you. You know, you're kind of, going, yeah, you, you don't really have a whole lot to throw at me, you know, if, if that's how quickly you're going to go down. Mm. But his general point, he, he was factually correct. The UK are, are taking in fewer immigrants than it, their neighbours. And he was perfectly entitled to express a view on that, I think. Mm. But the reaction to it, given what else is happening in the BBC, why they have focused in on... The B, the problem for the BBC is that they honed in on this mm. and there are so many other things, not least, um, you know, the, the the chairman's connection with Boris Johnson. And it just seems that they have completely misread the room on this. But I don't think anyone working in, in, in media like myself and yourself could have seen the level of, of support that he got from his colleagues. Mm. Uh, that to me was a real uh, game changer and I wouldn't have thought the BBC would have seen that coming, they would have thought that. No. There's, there's a thing in media, the show must go on Yeah. and they probably assumed that the show would go on and they'd sit down with Lineker early next week and iron out whatever they were going to iron out, sort this out. It has now become something completely different, and they have a much bigger problem in their hands. I mean, they have they've an open mutiny.
0: And it's 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 incredible because you know, media in a lot of ways, it's a very it, there's a there's a lot of may Fainery goes on, and I mean, I I was really surprised, and it was great to see it, and I suppose in the modern era where. You know, a lot of people are, are, are looking after their own interests first and foremost. I was fully expecting somebody to step up and, and fill in because it's a big opportunity to fill in for a Gary Lineker match of the day and I was fully expecting that someone would go well I don't really care about this, I'm an employee of the BBC, I'm going to do my job here, I'm going to step up but we didn't see that and presumably I don't know how far down the line they went to ask people because it seemed like people were, de- even Micah, Micah Richards who wasn't due to be on match of the day yesterday but he, he stepped up and said well I wouldn't go on anyway even if I was asked. So everybody was pulling out and pulling back but I guess it was kind of refreshing to see that sort of solidarity. Now, whether this would happen if it was some floor manager or a lowly producer, for want of a better expression, that put up something like this and was reprimanded by the BBC, whether all of the staff would walk out in support of, of that individual is a different question, I suppose. But it still was heartening to see that he got a huge amount of support. Now, obviously, Lindacre's a popular guy anyway. Um, I never met him, but he seems like a pretty decent guy and he seems to have a very good reputation among his peers. So... I guess that was one aspect of it that was was nice to see that that there wasn't somebody
1: jumping into into a warm seat straight away. Yeah, very surprising. I mean, anyone that's worked in, in media would it would know exactly that that you know when when one door closes another opens and it is an opportunity and particularly in broadcast media, you know, if 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 the same happened here, I wonder what would have uh, Eamon Dunphy... Uh, in uh, the Sunday Independent today, pointedly makes that comment that if if this had happened to him, he does not would not have expected solidarity from from other members of the RT one, He named one in yeah. particular, didn't he? Which was I, was, I was I kind of chuckled at. Yeah, he, he, did, he did. But we've seen this here in Ireland, and and we have had incidents incidents over the years where where people have found themselves in hot water or found themselves being singled out in, in media and, and haven't had the backing of their colleagues. I mean, there's, there's the famous one from after Donegal won the All-Ireland Final in 2012 when Jim McGuinness was um, lining up to do his post-match press conference. He zeroed in on a journalist in the room called Declan Bogue, uh, who had written a very famous book with, about Donegal and about McGuinness, which he'd taken exception to. And he refused to... Begin the press conference until uh, until uh, Bogue had left the room. Uh, he eventually was he eventually left of of so in order for the, the press conference to go ahead. But I I, I, yeah. I was there that day, but I didn't know until afterwards what had happened. I was at the match, but you know I've always thought it was it was pretty shameful of the other journalists in the room to stay on after Bogue had been removed. Uh, I mean. The press conference should have been brought to an end. No, we're not going to listen to what you have to say. This is—we're all here together doing our jobs, mm. um, and we've seen it. We've seen it with Alex Ferguson over the years. We've seen it with GA managers, uh, and for the figurehead who who is earning so much money for him to get that level of support, I think will have really surprised a lot of people working in media. Um, I, I, as for as for the. Tw- his his right to tweet. I mean, the, a lot of people don't even engage with Twitter. I, you know, I think he's nearly nine million Twitter followers, and like, unless you're getting into the realms of of you know really crossing the line. I mean, we were talking beforehand. I mean, if you if you were to really cross the line and 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 make. You know, racist remarks, on, on, or, or to defame somebody, or to or to slur somebody on your social media, you would rightly expect uh, LMFM to want to disassociate itself from mm. that. And we have a social media policy with Media House, with you know, for for all our newspaper titles that we must adhere to. But you have it on yours, I have it on mine. You know, all 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 opinions here, my own. And once they're reasonably held opinions, no matter how stupid they are, I think we should be free to express them. Mm. Lineker's had half a point in what he was saying and you know the other half of it was, was a little bit stupid, but it was no more than that. And I, I, this this whole cancel culture thing of, you know, we, we pile on to somebody uh, the minute they say something, it's quite sinister, but it's even more sinister when it's the state that's engaged in it. And th- this is, seems to be a particular policy of the Tory government at the moment and it's They are using this as a stick to beat the BBC, but it's nothing to do with Guy Lineker and everything to do with the Tory government trying to have some level of control over the media. And it's clearly something that's been borrowed from from the Trump, uh, uh, Trump operation in America. It's exactly what he did and exactly how he operated.
2: Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot,
0: For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. And in terms of what you mentioned there, your own social media policy, Media House, and... Uh honestly I haven't actually I'm sure we have one here I haven't actually seen it myself maybe I should read up on it myself and make sure I don't cross any lines but do you expect because these things always have a knock on effect and we can come to the you know possible resolution for this in a moment but do you expect that media organisations around Britain around Ireland around the world will be um, circulating a a copy of their social media guidelines to their staff because I can imagine you know these things always have a kind of a knock-on effect, and I'm sure that maybe, you know, RTE or whatever organisation might be here, foreign uh, media organisation around Europe, or whatever, maybe would be taking a lesson from this and kind of going, we better make sure we, we, we make, sh- make sure everyone's aware of what they can and can't say here, just in case something similar impacts on us. Because... These things do tend to reoccur, and as you mentioned there, it's happened in the US, it's happened in the UK now. There's no saying it couldn't happen here down the line. So um, is it something everyone from a media perspective needs to be more aware of And from a, from a management level?
1: Might, yeah, you might be right. There might be refreshers. Um, I, I think most people working in media are, understand their responsibilities. All, I'd be shocked if there isn't any mainstream media organisation in this country that doesn't have a social media policy. Hopefully, uh, there's no, none of my bosses listening. It's a long time since I've read ours, but I'm pretty sure that common sense is at the heart of all of it, and that what you put up on social media, you just use your common sense and have a, and and understand the world around you and what people. You know, I, I have, I'm a sports editor, but I I have strong views on plenty of things. Uh, do do they inform my work? Yes, but do they interfere with it to the point where I can't I, I can't be balanced? Absolutely not. I mean, that's your training as a journalist, and I know Lineker was a professional footballer, but he's he's worked in media now as a presenter for well over twenty years. He's, to be fair to me, he's extremely polished. Uh, he made the transition from from footballer to pundit to presenter. Make look he made it look very easy. He understands the power that he I mean, Gary Neville is another example in Sky uh, and I saw, I saw a journalist making a distinction between the two that, that because uh, Gary Lineker works for the BBC and not Sky that there's higher standards applied to him. I mean, that's kind of a, you know, that was in the Telegraph, which has taken a particularly strong view, uh, uh, pro-establishment view on this mm-hmm. There is, there is already in, in the BBC very clear guidelines well sorry they're not clear there are, there are guidelines and a lot of the debate and dispute around this seems to be how, they, how they've been interpreted
0: and, and, and the other thing sorry just come across to you the other thing was which was mentioned by several people this week the people remember the very opening day of the World Cup Lineker was presenting BBC's coverage and he gave a very Uh, Polish, to use your word there, monologue and they raised the issues around Qatari human rights and he got massive praise for this, presumably across the board, but when it's a bit
1: closer to the home, it's a different story. Yeah, this all goes to the hypocrisy. He gave a very strong political statement uh, at the opening ceremony, which the BBC refused to show. They, they, They ignored it. They made a very strong political statement themselves. They allowed him as their front man to to do that uh, and as you say when it comes a little bit closer to home and I mean the idea of his tweet betraying some kind of I mean he wasn't telling people how to behave or how to vote or how to engage with politics he was making an observation I, I can't see how in terms of balance and impartiality he crossed the line regardless of that the, the backlash has been extraordinary and what 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 did they do now i mean did the, the, the bbc back down and look stupid or or sack him or force him out and for what
0: yeah that's that was going to be my i have f-
1: a chairman who's 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 mired in controversy at yeah. the moment and and it's the, the who's been investigated and, and and the remarkable thing is the chairman of the, the bbc can only be removed by the government he it cannot, it cannot be removed by the BBC
0: um, and for people that weren't because I, I wasn't aware of that situation with, with you know the controversy and the links of Boris Johnson before this Lineker thing kicked off so it's thrown a spotlight on this as well which a lot of people probably wouldn't have been aware of so it's in that respect it's kind of backfired as well because he's under even more scrutiny now and there are a lot of calls for him to resign
1: yeah and we've heard about like Alan Sugar you know th- and, and his polit- strong political statements and then somebody trying to say well he only presents one show for a few months a year well like you know mm. you either, you're either you either in or you're not you're either impartial or you either have a policy or you don't I mean there's been plenty of eyebrows raised over the years at Fiona Bruce and Question Time and her Tory connections and you have this idea that when you're working in news you must absolutely be impartial uh, again I'd, I. <laughs> You know, I think if you're a professional, you're able to keep your views. But I mean, sometimes it's she's let hers come out, mm. and uh, a little, she's shown her colours a little bit. So it just seems to be very selective, and it seems like a few people in the Tories saw this as an opportunity to score points against the BBC. And we're yeah. we're we're looking on the into the crystal ball a little bit here. But
0: how do you expect this to to get resolved? Because they surely can't have another Saturday next weekend that they had yesterday, um, where they had no sporting output to speak of at all, and Match of the Day was a shell of its normal self. They didn't even play the team tune. So, how does this get resolved? Someone's going to have to back down.
1: I see they're making a thing out of the fact that it got an extra half a million viewers last night, but I think we all know that, you know, there was a kind of a. You know, uh, this, is, this comes back to the culture war thing again. Of, yeah, and but voyeurism and like people tuning in just just yeah. to see how big of a car crash this and, and some,
0: was, and some and some people saying, "Oh, this is all this is what I've always wanted." No punditry, yeah. no commentary, and, this uh, kind of stuff.
1: Yeah, and uh, but but then be careful what you wish for. You know, uh, you get you get a completely uh, sanitized anodyne uh, coverage of matches. I'm um, I'm afraid to kind of be a hostage to fortune and say how this this can go, but I, I can't see how. It could be completely wrong but I can't see how the BBC can maintain
0: its and, and we're, we're speaking at 25 to 1 on Sunday just in case anything any developments happen uh, in the meantime but yeah it's, it's mean, hard
1: to know how it shakes out the biggest controversy in BBC sport this week was completely glossed over by this mm-hmm. and uh, which was the extraordinary revelation that um, the, the, the PGA Tour in golf in America have over the last few years on a number of occasions offered the BBC free Highlights packages to broadcast uh, to its its viewers, uh, including um, majors, and uh, the BBC have turned it down. Uh, an extraordinary thing. I mean, uh, given how much uh, the likes of Sky and these NBC have to pay to to broadcast uh, golf live to get an offer of free highlights, you know, a few uh, five or six times a year, and they turned it down. and it said it didn't it didn't sit with their. Uh, plans I mean to me that was just an extraordinary uh, decision yeah. yeah.
0: well we'll just have to wait and see how it turns out maybe we'll be back to normal by uh, next uh, Saturday but certainly it's a, it's it's moving fast this story and every few hours there seems to be another development but John Green of the uh, Sunday Independent Sports Editor with Sunday Independent thanks for coming in
2: LMFM Sunday Sport with thanks to the LMFM app download for free now and take us with you everywhere you go